Hello, my beautiful people. You are tuned into the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, I'm Yoshodi, and I am so grateful that you have tuned in to the Planter Podcast. What is going on, my party people? It is your girl, Damio Shodi, the host and the creator of The Planter. So happy to be in your, where you at today? Your car, your house, the gym, wherever you are, maybe you're at school. I'm happy that you decided to take some time and just chill with me for just a moment of the day. So in this podcast, we're going to be speaking about being secure in your identity and then also your position. So I'm going to be sharing a bit of my own journey and my revelations in hopes that this encourages you and equips you to also live in a secure place of identity and know your position as a son or daughter of God. So I've been on a journey, I would say, since the beginning of this year. And not even like I planned this out, but, you know, God does his thing how he liked to do it. And just different resources and people have been coming into my life to really help sharpen me. So that looks like coaching, therapy, and then also my friend groups. And one thing that I've really been encouraged in is the area of identity, really growing heavily in that area of developing and being secure in my identity and discovering, you know, who I am and really learning to like who I am. You know, I thought I got this concept of sonship. Earlier this year, I made a podcast from Orphan, I think, to Daughter. The title of it was something along those lines back in February. And I shared an experience that I had and how much I grew and how it changed my life. But as I've learned, there's always more to learn when we're walking with God. So that was just the introduction. But really, from that experience, I've been growing more and more and more this year. Because when we're called to do and really step into our callings, I'm realizing that we need, if we want to be successful, if we really want to do things God's way and then also have great impact, Identity is something that we just need to be secure in and know before God can really push us out to the masses. So along with all of the coaching and talks and therapy and all of that, I've been reading this book called From Slavery or From Spiritual Slavery to Spiritual Sonship by Jack Frost. And it has literally just changed my whole life. And to the point that I had to just buy it for my friends because I was like, everybody needs to read this book. And it really talks about this concept of an orphan and the difference between an orphan and a son. How does one think as an orphan and how does one think 
from the perspective of a son who has a home and then is also knows that he's going to receive his inheritance. I mean, the book has been reading me for filth, really. And it's <laughs> it's been changing the way that I've been thinking about myself and how I relate to God and where certain ideas came from and all of this stuff. So one word that the book mentioned is self-rejection. And I have been looking to understand why in the world do I feel certain ways about myself or feeling feelings of rejection and all of this stuff. And really just tapping into my memories about growing up and how I felt and all of that. And I realized that self-rejection has been such a major thorn in my life or pain in my life that I didn't even know was there. It really started back in, I would say, elementary school. So growing up, I was really good at writing and reading. I was usually the first to finish our little prompts in class and our papers and get pretty good scores on reading comprehension and all of that. But for some reason, I just didn't value being good at that. I really wanted to be good in math and in the sciences. And our public system here in the U.S. values much more science and math rather than reading and writing and creative endeavors. So as much as I was creative, since my curriculum is pushing the math and the sciences, and I always felt I was running behind or feeling like I was just so behind, I always had this feeling of just being behind, especially when it came to math. It's like I would be in class and I would be present with everybody else, but it's like I just couldn't grasp what was going on. So I began to value the thing that I struggled with the most more than what came naturally to me. I didn't think that what came naturally to me was important. I felt like, well, if I'm not struggling to understand this, then it just doesn't have value. Who cares about writing and math or writing and reading? I need to be good at this. And especially, you know, at that point, I decided I want to be a doctor and, you know, going to college now, you know, we don't need necessarily need math and all of that to be a physician. Do even physicians use math like that? Maybe depending on your specialty. But anyways, I was like, this is what I need in order to be the best. And I just really wanted to be the, that good student. I really wanted to be the kid that was at the top of the class. I study as if I, as if I could be that, but it just felt like I was always coming short, always falling short of the A or I would study hard and I would work even you know I speak to my old babysitter up until this point and she said to me like a month ago she said you know I always felt bad for you because so and so would because she would watch different kids she'd be like so and so would get this much faster they would only take them 30 minutes but you would have to sit on the desk and and sit there for hours to just figure out something So what that started doing in me was it began making me or I had the feelings of I just hate the way that I process things. I hate the way that I do things. I wish that I was different. I wish that I could understand things the way that these kids understand. I had to get tutoring a lot. I mean, I got tutoring literally all through my education 
And I just was like, oh my gosh, like I wish I could just sit down and understand things the way that these other kids got it. So then that led to comparing also to other people and just not valuing who I am and how I do things. So this seed of rejection was sown in me, not even out from outside, but really from the inside. This seed of feeling like I just don't have enough value because the way that I do things, it just doesn't right. So like for if example, like I'm just doing things the way that I naturally do and somehow that causes me to get a bad grade on an assignment or just something doesn't go right I'm like oh gotta shove my real self back in like can't can't let her show she's she showing too much gotta you know do what I need to do so I became much more strict I became more rigid and more of this because clearly the way that I naturally do things is just not good it's not good enough and it's not getting me with the results that I need And, you know, I was thinking in college or my college experience. And for those of you who don't know my story, I studied to be a physician or I was on my way there. And literally at the last semester of school, I was like, oh, I don't think I want to do this no more. I'd already taken the MCAT. I'd already done the shadowing and I had done the volunteer work and I had literally done everything required of me to go to med school. And I realized I don't think this is for me. And that really finalized for me by the end of my or the beginning of my master's program. So that's a whole nother thing, that idea and that feeling of you feel like you wasted so much time and this is the end result and all of that and going through those different feelings. That I was looking at my college experience and I said, wow, if I had really just valued that, you know, communications is my gift or speaking or creative thinking or just being creative in general is my my thing, I would have done college so much differently. I would have probably done study abroad. I would have just done more experiences that were more exciting to me. But because I had literally beaten myself into this framework of what I thought this is what I need to do and this is what success is and all of that, I felt like I missed out on a lot of opportunities. I felt like I missed out on a lot of ways to grow and just to evolve into who I'm supposed to be. And you know, you can't take, you can't get time back and it's time that's gone. And now I'm doing the things that I value and that I love. But just looking back at it, from a couple years later, it's just like, wow, you know, you really missed out on evolving in the way that you could have because you were just living in this sphere of self-rejection, the sphere of the way you do things, the way you process, the way you think, the way that you operate is literally inherently bad. Therefore, we're going to just do the complete opposite. Oh, you're more of a free, like flowing person. Okay, we're going to become more rigid. Oh, you like A? No, we're going to go with B. Because clearly when you do A, these are the results and this is not what you want. So we're not doing that. And it has been through all of the therapy. Therapists asking me questions that make me be like, oh, girl, you, oh, you got me a little upset right there. Like what you <laughs> pushing buttons in a good way, in a healthy way, of course, that that and then I have a coach that's always 
pushing me like, so why didn't you feel like you don't have value and nah, 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 and all this different things. And it's just like, dang, like what's the problem? And then when I read it in the book, I was like, oh, I mean, I was already getting an understanding of this and I was already working um, to heal. But th- it's just like that word. I was like, oh my God, I have been self-rejecting myself. And then it felt like I was feeling rejected by people and by God too. Cause I was like, dang, like I'm trying out here. You see me? And I know you people can relate too. Like you feel like, wow, I'm really trying out here. I'm really trying to do my best, but it just feels like things are not working out. It feels like, am I going to get this? What God promised me and all these different things and all these thoughts come through your head. And here's some things that if you struggle with self-rejection, which a lot of you probably do and you don't know it, or you do and here's the aha moment. These are some things that you would be feeling. You feel like you just can't trust yourself because clearly the way that you're doing things, the way that you are is inherently a problem. So you cannot trust yourself. And then that makes you look for others to validate you because you feel you just cannot get it right on your own. So always asking, you know, the the type that, oh, I just wanted to go, I just want feedback. I love critical feedback. I want this, I want that. Just tell me everything. Sometimes that idea of, oh, I just want to know everything, tell me everything, is a form of you literally looking for other opinions to shape your identity and shape who you are because you just can't see the value. You just can't see that on your own, the way that God has made you, every single detail about you is perfect the way that it is. So therefore, let me just go outside and ask these people because clearly the way their life is looking, it just looks like it makes sense. Does God have favorites? <laughs> oh, but you just look even like, dang, like, okay, um, okay, let me see what so-and-so said. And you just don't trust yourself. You feel that you're not worthy or you're scared to build something of value and even to be obedient because are you really worth it? Like, is God really going to give you what he said he's going to give you? Did he, is he really going to do that? Is he, am I even worth that? Because knowing what happened to mom and my grandma and all these different people, you, the experiences of other people, the pains of your past. It's like God will call you to step out and do this or you're going to be this. You should charge this. You should do this. And you're wondering, that am I even worthy for that? Like, like really, really? Are you sure, God, that I'm worthy enough? You know what? I don't think God said that to me. So I'm going to just stay over here. Or I don't think that God is calling me out of this. Because people ask me that, did you really not know you were supposed to be in medicine? And I literally just stuffed them, I, those feelings of like, t- I, like whatever, this is what I chose, this is what I'm supposed to be, this is what I'm about to do, don't tell me nothing. Like I just stuffed the, the, the feelings that basically God was like, look girl, I called you for something else away and just kept moving forward because the thought of just getting off this path that I created for myself was scarier to me because I literally had no other perspective of what could be if I didn't do this 
Why? Because whatever God was calling me to, as young as I was, I just didn't feel that. It was just scary to me. I didn't, I didn't want to do it. So I just did what I thought was best. So you forfeit building something or things of value. And I know that's a, that's a lot to swallow. And it's like, wow, is this, is this really me? Is this really how I've been feeling? But the way that I've also felt and have grown from this in knowing that, hold up. So all those feelings are not from God. Like he actually doesn't think of me in this way because what happens is all those condemning voices become so loud that you can be confused. Is this God or is this me? Is this the devil? I don't know what's going on. And that's the point of becoming secure in your identity and your position and knowing who God is. And this is something that I wrote. I said, everything is already within you. As you are, you are enough to accomplish what God has called you to. That is the truth. He said that I knit you together in your mother's womb. Like every intricate detail about us has been made by God. So everything that he called us to do, he's already given us the ability, the strength, the power, the know-how, the skill, the gifts, everything that we need in order to move forward and do what he's called us to do and to know that we're accepted by him. What I'm realizing in becoming secure in your identity and your position as a daughter or a son or in sonship is really taking the word at face value for what it is and what it says. And you know, I've spoken about this with in the last podcast and a couple of podcasts before about, you know, defeating the lies that we believe with the truth. And that is really the key. And investing ourselves in understanding more. So getting books, listening to things and investing in other ways of understanding how to read the word. Because after reading this book, like I look at the Bible so differently and understanding really, and I think this is one of the top ones as well, along with reading the word is hearing people's testimonies, hearing how people have been able to overcome things. Because in the book, there's a very, very strong testimony or a very strong story that kind of correlates to how sometimes we be acting towards God and how he really, truly, honestly acts towards us. And it literally changed my whole perspective. And I was like, oh my God, like God really just wants to pour out his love to me all the time. Like everything that he promised us, he's going to give us. But there is just that period of waiting. Like we think about Jesus. It took Jesus 30 years to have a ministry of three years and we're still reaping the benefits of his ministry 2,000 plus years later. But 30 years, 30 years. Some of us think, oh, you know, I'm too late. Like I know people in the mid twenties, like it's like, oh my God, like my peers are doing all this stuff. Like I'm too late. Like I'm behind. And then people that are much older are like, baby, you don't know nothing. I'm 40 something years old. Like... I wish that I knew what you knew, but I realized that there's just no time wasted. There's no such thing as time wasted in God. And he can redeem the time that you feel that you've lost. The time that you feel like, ooh, 
What am I doing here? Why am I here? What's going on? Am I in the right path? Am I doing the right thing? He can redeem all of that. But just know you are going to receive your inheritance. You are going to, as long as you walk in the ways of the Lord, whatever he said over you is true. It is yes and amen. And we hear that, we're like, okay, we think we get it, but no. Like, I'm really, you know what I'm saying? Like, really tapping into the Holy Spirit a lot differently these days because I'm understanding more and more about my sonship, understanding more about how he loves me, and tr- and and changing my mindset to truly believe that. Like, really honestly grasp that, that as I am, there's nothing more and nothing less that he would take away. Like he loves me as I am. And that's what empowers me to go out and live a life of love and do what I'm called to do. Some of us are called for greatness. I think, well, I won't even say some of us. All of us who are believers are called for greatness. People are called for greatness. But because we don't understand our position in Christ, It affects the way that we relate with ourselves and how we relate with others. The lies we believe affect the way that we relate to God. And we live a life less than what we're called to live. But again, there's no time lost. So you can always pick yourself up where you are. Don't feel defeated that I've made too many mistakes. I can't move forward. You don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've experienced. You don't know. There's no mistakes and that's the freedom. There's truly freedom. And that's the thing that, one of the things that that stopped me for so long, feeling like I just can't make a mistake. I can't make a mistake. I have to walk this fine line. But it's like, God keeps telling me there's no mistakes in the kingdom of God. There's no mistakes. How does it say in scripture that the righteous fall down seven times and get up at eight or something like that? I'm going (laughs) to have to find the verse. But something along those lines, like we are, we can't lose because we're promised what he said he's going to give us. We're promised. As long as we don't reject it, as long as we do our best to walk in his ways, and even if we make mistakes, there is freedom in that. He's not condemning us. He's not upset. He literally just wants to love us, love who we are, and let us know how to love ourselves before we can go out and do what we're called to do. I'm so grateful that I'm coming to understand all of this now because I'm like, wow, probably that's why. And God is even so gracious too, because he probably doesn't want uh, me and anybody else going out there, really going out there and not grasping identity because that's how people tarnish stuff. That's how, you know, people get lots of money and then they just act all types of crazy because their character hasn't been built. So they forfeit the gift that they've been giving. They forfeit their families. People destroy their families because they they get married when they weren't ready or they, again, mess up their business because they didn't have the character to know how to handle, you know, millions of dollars because they didn't know how to handle just $10. So all of this time that we feel that, oh my goodness, if you're feeling that like I've wasted time, there's no such thing because this is all part of your growing, your ever growing process. So you can gain your inheritance with freedom and with joy and continue to keep growing because even when you gain what God has promised you and the different things that he's promised you individually because I'm realizing there's more and more 
that is required to help sustain your gift. So we're always growing. We're always evolving in our own way, in our own time. So we can really go out there and just bring glory to the Lord's name. So I would encourage you to get the book. Uh, Again, it's called Spiritual Slavery to Spiritual Sonship. It has been amazing. And get into a community that can encourage you, that can speak over your life. And also invest into coaching. Because I know a lot of you are called. I speak to specifically to entrepreneurs or entrepreneurial minded women. So I know where your mind is at. And if you are just kind of like, eh, I don't know, that's a lot of resources, money or this, I'm telling you, investing into the right program or the right coach can make a world of difference in how you show up in the world. And for some of you listening, You are really tired of just playing small. You know that God has called you to do amazing things on this earth and to use your voice. And you're tired of your voice being silenced, either by you or your thoughts and what you think about yourself. You really feel that God is opening your mouth to start speaking to people, to start sharing who you are, and letting people experience your gifts and serving people through your natural talents. Not finding talents outside, not looking to so-and-so to help justify and validate who you are, but really taking ownership of who you are and bringing your gifts and your voice to life. You are on that journey. And I want to help you. I really want to help you uplift your voice and also what you bring to the table to this world. So if you are interested specifically in making a podcast, because there are some of you that are listening that you know that you are called to make a podcast, you know that you're tired of feeling that lack of confidence to start. You feel completely overwhelmed by all the information that's online and it's just becoming analysis paralysis or information paralysis for you. And you're not even sure how to come up with content. You have an idea of what you want to do for your podcast, but you're not even sure really where to pull the the content from and confidently be able to show up to show up on your podcast. You desire to build something that can build wealth for yourself and that will last. And then feel fully as if you're walking in your unique calling. I would love to have a conversation with you. I'm actually opening up to one-on-one private clients, meaning that I would be able to not only help you on your podcasting journey into starting and launching your podcast, but also being able to coach you and helping you activate your gifts and your talents, really seeing you for who you really are, really helping you get grounded as a daughter in Christ that will also help you go out into your field or where you're called to serve through your podcast and just really give your best to the world. 
So if that's you, again, I would love to have a conversation with you. I will leave a link down below where you can contact me. You can even DM me on Instagram if you have any questions there. I would love to speak to you. But I'm specifically looking for one-on-one clients who would love to get coaching not only in podcasting, but also just being able to bring your gifts and your value to life and really walk in that confidently. Let's get these podcasts going, especially in 2021. Come on now. There's a lot of things, a lot of gifts that we have that just need to be shared and expressed with the world. And I hope that my personal story is helpful for you in understanding who you are, understanding the value that you bring, and knowing that you don't need to self-reject yourself anymore and God doesn't reject you. You are loved You are valued and you are accepted as you are. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode and I will speak to you on the next one. Bye.